Welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, where we explore the inner workings of the creative process. I'm your host, Nancy Norbeck. Hey, everybody. I wanted to talk to you this week about failure because it's something that seems to keep coming up for me recently. And, you know, we have this societal notion that failure is the end. If you fail at something, you are a failure by extension. It's a really, really toxic view, right? I mean, it's so ingrained that we tend not even to notice, even though you would think it would be obvious, that, that we do. We take failure as a sign of our worth. We do it so quickly that we don't even see it. It's just, it's, it's like an assumption, right? Or worse, it's a confirmation of our worst fears about ourselves. You know, I really, really, really wanted to try skydiving. And I did, but I broke my leg. Should have known skydiving just wasn't for me. Now, skydiving is an extreme example, right? Obviously, if you break your leg, you are not going to get right up and try again. You're going to need to go to the hospital and wait for it to heal. But the fact that you broke your leg doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It doesn't mean that you are the problem or that you are a failure. It means you did something that was brave and scary and dangerous, admittedly, though, you know, people who know skydiving know how to deal with that. And it didn't work the way you wanted it to. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything about you. Could have been that the wind was wrong that day. That's not your fault. And it could be that it was the kind of thing that even the experts wouldn't have known to take into account. Obviously, like I said, that's an extreme example. But let's say you decide, I want to learn to paint with watercolors. Now, if somebody like me, not the most visually able person, even though I am really visual, like imagination wise, when I write, I am seeing everything that, that's happening. But you ask me to take a pen or a pencil or whatever and translate it into a visual item, especially a visual item that we might want to call art. And my expectation is it's going to be a disaster. And that's not, that's not cursing myself or even saying I'm not worthy. That's just a realistic assessment of my skills. And it's a realistic expectation. And one of these days we're going to talk about expectations because boy, do they land us in trouble. If I walk into the idea of doing a watercolor and I am expecting something that could hang into a museum, then I'm in deep, deep doo-doo. But, you know, I go into a watercolor expecting it to be a disaster because I know that I have no control over a pen or a brush. So if I expect it to be a disaster, and indeed I turn out a disaster, is it a failure? It really depends on your point of view. For me, it might be massive, massive progress just because I had the courage to put that brush on the page, even knowing that what I created was gonna look like a dog's dinner. And in that respect, my expectation matches what I got. Now I can hear people saying, you didn't do better because you didn't expect more from yourself. 
Mm. Sometimes that's true. If you plan to create a disaster, you're probably going to create a disaster. But, you know, this is like the kid in school who really struggles to write a good paper, right? That kid can work his tail off and still only produce a C paper. But if previously everything you did was a D plus or a C minus, that C is a major accomplishment. So is it a failure? I don't think it is. When I was teaching, that's the kind of thing that I would have praised the hell out of that kid for. Because they put in the work and it still wasn't great, but they still made an improvement and they still tried. And that's the thing about failure. All failure means is that you tried, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you tried something new, you took a risk, and it didn't work. So what? Now, again, I can hear people saying, if you took the kind of risk that costs thousands of dollars, that's not so easy to say, so what about? I hope if you're putting that kind of money into it, you can afford to do it and be disappointed. I also hope that you can learn from the wise words of Thomas Edison. And I know Edison was great at stealing other people's stuff and whatever, but he said, I haven't failed. I've simply found a thousand ways that don't work. Now, whatever you think of Edison, there's no denying the wisdom in that statement. He found a thousand ways that don't work. Now he knows these thousand ways aren't gonna do it. So I need to come up with something else. He knows if you're going to try to do this thing, if you're going to try to make the filament for an electric light bulb, don't bother trying this because we know it's not going to work. Don't waste your time. Do something else. That is immensely, immensely valuable. His failures weren't failures because he viewed them as educational experiences. He viewed them as opportunities to learn. What's the difference between him and you? how you think about failure. So the next time you try something and it doesn't work, do me a favor. Don't beat yourself up about it. Give yourself credit for having the courage to try, knowing that it might not work, see that it didn't work. Give yourself credit for taking that risk and putting yourself out there because that is not easy and it deserves a ton of credit, just like that kid who gets the C on the paper. The kid who can turn in an A in his sleep, that's failing. Doesn't require any effort, doesn't require any risk. It's just easy peasy, coasting through life. What, what is that kid learning? The kid who gets the C, who keeps trying, who is determined to learn how to do better, is the one you want to emulate. So give yourself credit figure out what you can learn from it and try again. Get back on the proverbial bike. It's okay to nurse your wounds. It's okay to acknowledge your disappointment. But when you get done with that, see it for the learning experience that it is and use it as a chance to grow. On a side note, not a complete side note, but a little bit of a side note, I am working on a toolkit for you guys that is going to help you get back your creative mojo, get back in the creative process, pick up where you left off or give you the courage to start in the first place if you've never tried before. So 
Stay tuned. It'll be out in the next couple of weeks. I cannot wait for you to give it a try and see what you think of it and see how it works for your life. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, keep learning from your failures. Don't stop trying. All you can do is keep trying, keep growing, and be proud of yourself for the risks that you take. So with that, I'll see you next time. You can find show notes, the six creative beliefs that are screwing you up, and more at fycuriosity.com. I'd also love for you to join the conversation on Instagram. You'll find me at fycuriosity. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. See you next time.